This episode is sponsored by Bedfordshire Hot Tubs. Relaxing in a jacuzzi is the perfect way to keep calm and carry on. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On Season 4. How are you guys enjoying this season? I hope you are loving the chats as much as I am. It's been so much fun to hear all of your comments and hear how you're enjoying, you know, the guests that I've had already. It's so lovely. So thank you so much. Keep sending them because I love hearing what you think. So how's your week been? I am off camping for my sins and taking my two little boys over to Chroma. Um to get in the mud no doubt going to the beach <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it It'll be a lot of fun and we're almost out of the summer holidays so I hope you guys are surviving out there um big welcome to our fantastic sponsors this season Bedfordshire Hot Tubs many of you have seen me over the summer in and out of mine I've just absolutely loved it and um, they have been so wonderful in supporting us this season so a big thank you and a big welcome if you guys are interested at all please go and check them out on www.bhtubs.co.uk and if you want to give them a call and have a little chat maybe just inquire please do quote Kerry on that's Kerry on and they will donate a wonderful donation to acting for others because that's the kind of amazing people that they are so go and check them out they are on instagram as well at bh tubs so check them out on there as well um it honestly we've had so much fun in ours uh, the kids love it we love it um in fact all the family come around if we <laughs> to get in it's just wonderful um so up this week i have a very special guest um um, a young guy that I met in a job that I did uh, about a few months ago now. Um, we did a musical called Closer Than Ever and we did uh, like a movie musical within a, a very short period of time and he was so wonderful on this job. I said, I've got to talk to you because I think your story is incredible. Many of you would have seen him on X Factor singing his heart out and boy does he have a voice just vocal cords of gold. So please welcome Dalton Harris. Dalton, it's so great to have you on my podcast. It's Hello. so lovely to see your face. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right. I woke up at nine today. How badass is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've we've just done a thing together, haven't we? We, we just had quite an intense couple of weeks. So yeah. after that, I mean, you, I mean, I know I breathed a massive, like... <laughs> Like it just yeah. it was relief on that on that yeah. Monday just to yeah. kind of go ah, oh. mm-hmm. but maybe we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about our little our little uh, you know outing later. But yeah. um, I'm here to talk about you. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for doing this for me. And uh, and I know we've caught up in the last couple of weeks, but I want to chat. Um, I want to chat lots about you know what what you've been up to, what your history, where you've kind of come into the music and all that stuff. But um, yeah, so I'm going to start with, I want to take you like right back to, right, way back, let's go back, um, to how did it start for you? Like where did your music influence and your, you know, want to perform come from? Was it early or? Women. 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 (laughs) Women. Women. Um, uh, Wanting to perform, I don't think that ever happened until maybe later, later, later. But wanting to sing, because my mom, I, I I grew up in Jamaica, so like my mom, and we lived in like a small village. And uh, it was very humble beginnings, like we used to go fetch our water from the river, come back, and my mom would wash them, 
and hang them out. But I was a mama's boy, so I'd always be tailing my mom all the time. And Aww. she she had, I remember my mom had, we didn't have a lot of money, but my mom had so much cassettes. I don't know how many, how she <laughs> had so many cassettes. And I just gave her age away. And um, <laughs> she, she would play everything from Celine Dion to, 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 to Shania Twain. You know, she that she had Patti LaBelle's, um, every, every, Luther Vandross, Lionel Richie, every mm. single thing you could think of. The Aretha Franklin's, like Celine Dion. Oh, my, my mom played Mariah Carey, everybody. She, my mom played everything. And she would sing to them. And I remember singing, thinking that my mom had the most beautiful voice. And Aww. and she would just be washing with the hand and just be belting notes or like just hitting, wow. singing to the record. And after a while, I just started doing it as well. And <sighs> <laughs> that's how it started. And then um, I would write songs or make songs up about our neighbors because we, we lived in, we had like different people living in a different section of the house. So I'd make songs to mock this older guy and then I just started singing in church and then I think very early on I realized that like when I when I sang I was lost in a different place it kind of like made me not where I physically was and I don't know if I fell in love with it but it became a habit yeah well, that's interesting yeah that's interesting do you think well maybe it was you know everybody has their thing don't they I mean I mm. like to my escapism is is singing, is performing, yeah. is exercise, is walking, and maybe it, maybe it became your thing. Yeah, which is, it did. Is... Uh, and I, I remember I was probably maybe five or six, and yes, I actually do remember my first day of school when I was two. Well, more than two, less than two. And I remember sitting <laughs> in the in the forest, and there was a song. It's getting so lonely and sad as bay. I can't sing all of it because I don't, I don't know what the copyright or whatever. Is. <laughs> But it was Turn Off the Lights by Nelly Furtado. And I was sitting on a, a like a tree that had fallen down. And I had khaki pants on and I had no shirt on because I was kind of like a maroon. And I would have a nail and I was piercing the leaf on my leg, on my thigh. And the green spots were coming off. And I don't know why I have this memory. But I remember that song and that song was like forever embedded in my head. And soon after that, I used to have visions of myself performing to crowds on a stage like I feel like I used to have visions of being in an arena, even though I had no reference of what that was. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when I realized it was escapism because I also had like an abusive childhood. So I think when I sang, like when I would run away from home, like I'd stay in the forest for days and I would sing then. Um, and I feel like in my head growing up, I had a twin brother that was kind of like, in my head there like singing with me or whatever and uh, music just was such a big part of my life and I didn't understand it in the way that we do now like as professional artists or musicians I didn't think ah yeah I'm gonna like you know book this gig and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. be this um and church as well because I, I I'd go to church and sing um and then when I was probably around like 10 or so I started competing um on the national level and then I didn't really care if I won or not, but I did win. But I only cared because if you if you won, you went on a trip. So it yeah, was like yeah. to go compete, you'd have to go out of town. The only time I'd go in a car is if it was Christmas. So I was like, if I could just sing and be happy and get free food and go out of town, then I'm all for it. You know, how, how did that happen? though? I mean, how does that work? How does that how did you even know that there was this competition, this singing? Uh, how, does, how did you even find out about that? So and in the fifth 
grade because I skipped, I think I skipped the third grade. Um, the teachers, like, I, I wouldn't talk in class, so the teachers skipped my grade to try to challenge me. And um, a teacher heard me sing, and she was like, you know what, we're going to sign you up for this. Um, it's like a theater arts competition where you go sing, sing and dance and poetry, acting, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So that that teacher <laughs> yeah. was a was was a big yeah. a big thing then for you because yeah. that was a mm-hmm. that was a big my, step. My fourth grade teacher, yeah, Mr. Williams, and he would mm. play the, the 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 keyboard and Mrs. Williams, and then Miss Rochester, um, Miss Gordon, and then like I would sing at church, and people would tell my mom, "Oh, your son could sing," but mm. um, growing up, people kind of weren't very kind to us so it was my mom didn't really she wasn't very she wouldn't come to the thing and then when I started competing as well like it was just me going away and then she, I'd come back with a gold medal or a trophy or whatever and 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 she'd be like okay cool so she'd like make like if I told her I was going to sing she'd make sure that my clothes were ready to go to um sing and blah blah yeah and it I'd continued that from the fifth grade all, all the way through high school and then yeah, what, it got more serious. Yeah, the... it, 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 I kept competing because, you know, it was like an annual thing. So it was, and then mm-hmm. I'd enter as trios, duets, quartets in the choir. I got kicked out of the choir all the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> I was tardy. Um, I was tardy. Like, I, I, I would miss school for, like, weeks at the time. And so, you know, like, a choir master is very strict and it's very... um. Mm. You know, you have to be very disciplined. And I was very, like, feral. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, well, I wasn't here because I couldn't come to school for two weeks. And they were like, well, if you can't attend choir practice, um, you can't be under. So I joined the Spanish choir. And they kicked me off that. And and then I just stopped singing. I I stopped singing for a year. In the ninth grade, I stopped singing for a year. And I lost my voice completely. So I lost my range. I lost my control. Just but, from but, not singing? or Yeah, yeah, not singing, but I didn't even realize. And I lost my range, I lost my control. And then when I got back in it, I kind of had to relearn how to sing again. And then I was like, you know, screw the choir, I'm going to go big. So I entered this national competition, um, which was like the X Factor in Jamaica, kind of. And I won at 15, 16. And then I wow. just went into the, the music industry and started making records and stuff. But I was going to school. That's massive though i mean to, to, yeah. to, that's quite a journey from like yeah. you know like you say your young little self going mm. i like singing yeah. and i'm singing because it gives me something to yeah. go into these competitions then go into <laughs> like you know the jamaican yeah. x factor as such yeah. winning that and and that 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 kind of gave you a bit of a um a, a, not a platform or a kind mm. of a platform i guess yeah. but a, a way mm-hmm. in a, mm-hmm. and it was did things start to change for you then? Because obviously it helped you move yeah. into the, into a, into a music industry as such. Did that yeah. open a door for you? Yeah, it did. It did more than just open a door for me because um, I was like, as a kid, you, you know, you write and you record songs. And I remember like pressing back play, record, pause on the radio just to record myself to hear how it sound. Mm-hmm. I listened to records and I would learn the songs and sing to harmony all the time. I learned how to like go from chest to head and stuff like like I'd listened to so many different artists and different records so by the time that wow. came around it was just fun for me yeah. um and also by the time it came around I was a homeless child because um and this is something like I 
I've spoken about it before and it was really bad. But now, like, I've gone back and helped my family heal. But I was a homeless child because my mom was extremely physically abusive. And so by the time I was 15, I was on my own and a street kid. I was living on the street. And I went, when I won this competition, what it did was it allowed me to have an income so I could send myself to school because I always said I wanted to make sure that I was educated because that's not something I I grew up seeing. My dad was absent there. So it gave me, like... I was able to send myself to school. It gave me like a little bit of a career in the sense where I could do gigs on the weekends and pay for my um, boarding and stuff. And and um, then it also helped me meet my adopted dad, who was a record producer who wanted to work with me. And he was going to give me like um, <laughs> the idea was for him to make me come to the studio for one week. And it ended up being seven years. Uh, yeah. And well, um, how did you meet him then? How did that work? Tell me how, so, how that yeah, so after after I won the competition, then, you know, um, I had like a booking agent at the time. And, you know, are you going like the circuit? You're like, okay, you're like, mm-hmm. they put you out there in the world and they get their commission, yada, yada, yada. And then a, my hero, um, Sharon Schroeder, who was a producer of the TV show that I won, mm-hmm. um, she said to me, oh, Donovan Jeremy wants to, oh, my God, I'm not getting emotional for this. Like, I know this. She said, um, she told me that Donovan German wanted to meet me. And I went down there. I went to the studio the day and I, I left the country because I lived in the country at the time. So I, I woke up at like five and I went to the studio. I was there at nine. But you know how people in the studio say he got there like th- three o'clock in the evening. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, you're, you're seeing all these artists come through that you've seen on TV for so long. And then I, I'm a nobody because all I won was like a, a singing contest. And I'm a kid as well short and like skinny with a big head carry and uh, my head was big because <laughs> my body was like uh, you know a lollipop I looked like that and he came and he didn't make me sing that day and I remember walking back home because I didn't have money to go back because at the time my booking agents weren't really responding to my emails even though I was working they'd keep your money and stuff and they weren't responding to the email and I walked back home and the next morning I got myself there again and I walked from the highway to the studio and that day he made me sing and I recorded a song called finally which was my first single that I ever put out mm-hmm. and he said to me he said oh you're a very hard worker and I feel like you're an ambitious little kid so if you want to live in Kingston I'm going to help get you into a school and at the time like I was like I was a homeless kid before and I wasn't going to school so my grades were horrible I knew I was smart but on paper you know, nobody would believe me because like the way the system is worked, you have to have the right grace to show. It's not about potential. It's about what you show. And I didn't have a, a, a good um, TV um, school report, so I faked one and I gave it to him and I faked it like not crazy. I was like, OK, let me just make my average Embellish. like a little 60 and stuff because I wasn't going to school and I had nobody around me supporting me. And he said to me that I could pay him boarding fee every month you know, and he would be my supervisor because at the time I had no legal supervisor and I was under Mm -hmm. 18. And he was a father figure to me. Like he taught me how to like appreciate just being educated. He taught me the the, the value and the discipline, not by saying it, but just by being around him and seeing things he did or didn't do. I learned from that. And seven years later, I was living with him still and in college and I went to high school, graduated, um, I was, he was very strict because, and he stopped me from singing as well. I was not able to go to the studio. I wasn't allowed to go to the studio when I was 
when school was in, but I'd still write for other artists and stuff. And when he'd like, when he'd visit like a Florida because he was by nationalities, I would definitely go to the studio. Um, <laughs> um, but I had to be top of the honor roll every single time. I had to make sure that I was always top of the honor roll. And when I finished, I it was either med school or go into the industry and I left Jamaica. So I was like, I want to go work on cruise ships because I think mm. that's a that's a way I could hone my skill. And I did it for three years and then ended up on the instructor. That's, yeah. I, I mean, that's, it kind of blows my mind, your story, really, <laughs> because, you know, it's, yeah. I, I, this industry is mad enough, but when I, mm. I hear like from where you've, where you've come from and mm. how you've, how you've, changed your life really and yeah. and you know followed a, a path that that it is has been a difficult part you had to grow up very very quickly and you had to fend for yeah. yourself and and that's that's hard that's really tough yeah. um mm -hmm. I, I, so it's kind of you know it's taken me by surprise really yeah. um that's, that's amazing it's unbelievable so you, you you know you've kind of fought this this journey for yourself which is is incredible yeah. so yeah so on the ship so you found out uh how did the ship audition come around then or how or did you just get okay get how did that happen <laughs> talk to me about the ships all right so at the time i did cruise ships i was i was um i was like 21 22 and i had i had a girlfriend and she was in miami and she was very supportive of, of my music career actually um, her name is Jennifer. She was a very supportive girl, and she said she would bring me to different things to audition and different like wherever there was a karaoke or a live band. Jennifer is gonna come home and she's gonna drive me there and she's gonna mm -hmm. make sure I was on stage because she sang You're as gonna well. Sing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and she would have me audition to be in different bands, but I was like, I I can't do this, you know, like I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't be in like a band in Florida at this time in my life because mm -hmm. I don't want to be stuck in this cycle because like sometimes when you got to be careful what you get yourself into. And um, I also wasn't sure where I was going to live because at the time I was only in Florida because I just found my sisters again because my sisters were sent to America as children. Like, you know, because my mom thought it would be a better place. So somebody said they would take them and then they basically turned my sisters into like child slaves. And oh, then God. when they got busted by the FBI, my sisters got free and then they had to like work and bring themselves. So I, at that time, that's the first time I was going to see my sisters in over 10 years. Wow. So I was, I was just, I wasn't really focused on being in a band and I knew I had to be back home and stuff. And then she said, Hey, you know, there's a cruise ship audition. Um, she sent them an email and I was like, right there's no such thing as no cruise ship audition Ain't nobody gonna have no job on the internet right there so you could go get it whatever and she signed me up and then they emailed me and the, <laughs> i cursed out my music director that i came i came to find him on my music director because when he called i was like right you beep 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 what are you gonna tell me to do now send you my credit card you scammer it's not real <laughs> this is not real and stop doing this to people because at the time you're like you know it's a lot of frauds going around and they're asking for personal information Mm. and he said you got the job and I was like ha 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 funny and <laughs> my girlfriend came home and said yeah um I got a call you need to record these three songs and send the video right now and I was hired and then I apologized to my music director. <laughs> <laughs> 
and um, I flew back home to Jamaica to reapply for um, whatever visa I needed, and I was in rehearsals. Wow. Um, yeah. But wait, let's just backpedal a little bit. How how was it seeing your sisters after and and reconnecting with your sisters after after so long? I mean, how, how that? <laughs> that must have blown your mind. Yeah, it was very it was very emotional because uh, my sisters raised me basically. So I think um, my my two sisters. And I, I, yeah, I have I have three older sisters by my mom's three. side. Yeah, okay. my dad has my dad has children that are like could be my parent. I have brothers that are close to fifty, but I don't really know them because my dad has many children. I don't know how many children he has, but my sisters raised me, and I think like I grew up like trying to be as strong as my sisters because they were always quicker, always smarter, always stronger. Um, and and I was just very scared of them because they whooped ass. You know, <laughs> but my sister, I grew up kind of calling mom, my old, my eldest sister, Chrissy, because she taught me how to read, how to write. Um, she took care of me. And then when she, she then she left and then my other sister was like my twin. So she left, but I didn't leave because I wasn't going to leave my mom. And I knew something wasn't right, you know. And so seeing them again, I just thought they're so beautiful. And then I was like, "Oh Jesus, they're gonna have boyfriends now because they're older than me." <laughs> and <laughs> it went from, "I'm so happy to see you. I couldn't wait to see you to leave me alone because yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah." My my sister would like if I wanted to go some of my friends, she would come and she'd ask for their social security numbers and passports and stuff like that. <laughs> but it was very, it was very cool seeing them again and I just remember like just being in awe and thinking I what they must have gone through and then they're telling me how they've heard of me and seen that I was doing this thing back That's home amazing. and they're very proud Aww. and so it was very good to see them again and it was it was just in time for us to sit spend Christmas together so that was very crazy because and it was also very cool to me because I remember us growing up and it wasn't a lot to go around. You know, like I remember we didn't have enough food all the time. There was always not enough food. There was no electricity. You know, we didn't have running water and stuff like that. So when I saw them having like cars that they drove to work and my sister had a full pantry that if she wanted something to eat, she could do it. To me, that was very wow. um, monumental mm-hmm. and very cool. This is before my niece, and I was like, kind of, you know, my sister spoiled me, <laughs> and it was That's cool. good seeing them again. That's massive. That's yeah. huge. These are big things, big yeah. life experiences. It's ma- yeah. you're gonna have to write a book one day, Dalton. You know that you're gonna have to, you you're know. Gonna have to put it all down. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So you right. So we're going on the ship. What's going on? So you, you did a couple of years on the ship. Is that right? Yeah, I did three years on cruise ships. And what what was the? Did you do the same liner? Did you? Yeah, I was with the same cruise line. I I worked a Carnival cruise line. Yeah, I I I spent three years trying to prove myself and my worth. Um, to, <laughs> and to, were you to, part of like the part of like the production show or were you? Okay, you so so about that, I auditioned to be a part of the show band, but I wanted to be in the production show, but they wouldn't give the job to a Caribbean person unless you were theater educated or have like background in in and it was very hard to get seen um in uh, in the auditions and so you already go there feeling so crazy because you never really saw anybody like you there and even for me it was crazy that i was even in the show band because i never saw other caribbean people in the show band it was always americans or people from the uk or stuff like that because if you're a caribbean they just put you in a reggae duo and that was kind of it so there's kind of like a lid on what people thought you were able to do and I made sure that I befriended um, 
the cast and I asked questions, you know, and um, one of the casting directors said to me I should send her my reel. And then after yeah. a year and a half, I did the reel and it was the worst dance reel of my life, Kerry. I was, re- <laughs> I was recording in my living room from like, you couldn't see my face, but they wanted double and triple pirouette so i just thought they just needed to see your feet you know what i'm saying they just need to see your feet <laughs> and just, <laughs> that's brilliant yeah, i love that yeah, i love that uh, that's I a classic know. self-tape that is the most, that's what you should post on your tiktok right, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, to the biggest cruise line trying to prove why you deserve uh, to be there and I had like miscolored socks on, you know, house clothes <laughs> and stuff. Like, did they not hear you sing? Sure, I mean, surely that they was didn't that care. Shit. They didn't care oh. about um, your vocal ability. Um, and also, actually, she told me that I needed to do work on my vocals. Um, the the I didn't take it very bad, but at the time I was like, but I sing better than almost all the people in your cast. And like at the time, <laughs> I was so angry because it was like. It's That's not, don't tell me that I'm not good enough vocally. Just tell me something else or tell me the truth. Because what you're going to make me do is walk away from here believing in myself. Yeah, and yeah. and I'm not bad because I'm like one of the top rated vocalists in showband in the company's entire fleet. So mm-hmm. I know that's not true. So just tell me what the real e- issue is. Mm-hmm. Or tell me that my dance reel was shit. <laughs> you know. Well, tell me that um, you needed more than my feet. <laughs> right. And um, this nice lady, she she told me to get choreography and do a dance stuff. And I did it and I sent it in. And then I got, I was I was in the cast. I got in the production show. Wow. But it was, but it was never officially from the company it's almost like I segued into it because I'd always have to go do that then go back to my band and like I would I'd sing in my band and I'd volunteer to sing with the duos on the ship I'd volunteer to go to the karaoke and host that I was always just and I volunteered to have a solo um slot in the in the atrium where the guests came on I just wanted to kind of prove myself but I realized I realized it wasn't I couldn't change how they'd view me so I was like okay you know what I think it's time for me to leave. And I already had plans that I needed to enter the X Factor. So I was like, okay, I'm going to resign and go to the UK and audition for this thing. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not expecting a win. I just want to make the TV live. So I get the video of me on TV to send to other cruise ships yeah. that will value my, my work wow. and me as a, as, as an, um, a performer. And then, yeah, the rest is kind of history. So going, so arriving in the UK and, mm. and, you know um starting the x your x factor journey Mm -hmm. how how was that for you because i mean it's i mean that's a machine i mean you you've you've already kind of had some pretty big life experiences from Mm -hmm. you know from from the get-go i mean you are on this whole roller coaster and then you go into like something that is so huge huge, especially over here it's it's a machine it's a it's a Mm. huge empire and you're yeah. you're throwing yourself into that, ready for your next kind of roller coaster <laughs> yeah. ride. How yeah. ha, did you know much about the show before you before you entered? I knew about Leona Lewis, and I knew about people that were on it. I, I was a big fan of Leona Lewis, still is. Mm. Big fan of Little Mix. You know, I'd see the clips. I wasn't able to watch the the show in its entirety, so I grew up watching X Factor just from what they'd upload on their um, YouTube channel. Yeah, and. I thought I was going to enter the American version because America was closer to me. Um, but then 
I was in school and I didn't have family over there and all these things. So I was like, I'll never get a visa to go to America, let alone be able to compete, you know, because you have to be a resident and stuff like that. And my adopted dad wasn't willing to really help me with that. And so I, I, I auditioned anyway and got on the show. This is the last year when Carly, um, Carly and Diamond White was the last show. I think it was Demi Lovato that was hosting it, that was on there as well. But it was the last season. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I heard that it was canceled, I was like, huh. I mean, okay, but also it'd be nice to go to the one that Leona Lewis won anyway. Yeah. And um, I auditioned for the show and I got on, like they sent the email because there was a set where you could audition online, but I just did it to see if I could do it because I knew I couldn't mm-hmm. really do anything. And yeah, after I resigned from cruise ships, I came, I came, I went back to Jamaica and applied for visas to the UK, paid the processing fee and I was like, oh God, if this doesn't get approved, what am I going to do? Because I just yeah. resigned from my job. Yeah, but okay, yeah. I'll figure it out. And I had my last saving. And I got the visa and then I flew here. And when I flew to the UK, I had I had like 800 US dollars in my account. I had my ticket booked back. And then my agents, because I retired, resigned from cruise ships, they they basically took all of the money out of my account because they, they had a monthly thing where they could like automatically take stuff. And I was left with a negative balance of like 200 dollars and I said oh you're the one that resigned if you didn't resign this is how much we would have made if you stayed on that contract and da 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 and I was like what the fuck am I gonna oops what <laughs> what am I gonna do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you say what you want the, okay. I was like you know what I'm saying I was like what the fuck am I gonna do I'm in a foreign country I don't have any friends here I don't have any family and um I was I, I had a friend from cruise ship she was a production singer and she said I could stay with her parents and I stayed with their parents in Worthing. And they were so kind and so nice to me. They came with me to the audition. Because um, when I went there, everybody had like their friends or whatever. And I, I was just tired because I booked this cheap motel next door <laughs> to get yeah, some sleep yeah. in. And then they came in after midnight to kick me out because they had double booked the room. And then my oh. payment was my payment was declined. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. Um, wow, sis. And they brought me pineapple and water. And I was just auditioning. I remember being there at like eight in the morning and I didn't audition until almost midnight. So oh my in my audition tape, like I'm sure if you look close enough, one side of my head is flat. That's the part I was sleeping on um, <laughs> before they came to call me. <laughs> and, wow. um, they said yes. Yes, they said yes. The judges said yes. And I was like, okay, now what? When do I sing again? And then the next time after that, we had to do this... Um, six cheer thing where you had to like battle the dudes or whatever and then then next thing i had to fly back home and apply for a different schengen visa to go to ibiza to film judges houses and that was shit um (laughs) um yeah i was so tired i was so stressed out and i went there to judges houses and then was on the show and i was like okay good i could go home now you know um because I already have the video, so like I have yeah, my next reel. That's what reel. you came for. That's what, that's what I for. came for, you know. Um, but the X Factor experience, um, everybody on the TV show, like my runners, the runners were very nice to me. Mm. Um, I kind of was a bit to myself because going in the house, it was highly competitive, mm. and and without going into too much, it wasn't the easiest for me socially because like at the time, I I wasn't the most talkative person, and everybody, it was so different. Nobody spoke to me because 
I didn't understand the lingo. I didn't under. I didn't. I didn't know what to speak about. I just yeah. kept my head down and did my my rehearsals and just tried to do your thing, do the job, you know. And yeah. and and um, I kind of zoned out. Like I didn't. I don't really think I knew the show was as big as it was because for me, that's where I fucked up. Because I I wanted the career, but the fame is what I never wanted. So mm-hmm. it's like I always wanted to be a singer but I've never really dreamt of being famous or known or popular or any of it because I tasted it back home and it was horrible mm-hmm. and um the show like the singing part of it was easy it was fun you know it was because you got like it's not really work in that sense because it's like and psh, listen compare it to closer than ever <laughs> <laughs> Compared to closer, <laughs> the X Factors of Breeze. <laughs> compared to closer than ever, the X Factor was like a day off. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let's just get into it right there, real quick. You know, um, it was it was that. it was fun for me because that's what I grew up doing. I grew up like yeah. being on the circuit and and that's singing. That's what you wanted to do, yeah. I also enjoyed hearing the other contestants sing. Like that's like a part of the experience for me. So I was enjoying. That yo hear this like just being in 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 the in the sound check Shan Shan Echo who's in Les Mis now close friend of mine she was so sweet to me there, um, just hearing people do their routining and 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 mm. just seeing how the staging is going and just I was there I was like if I if I want to run it again I want to run it again you know what I'm saying like I yeah. I was always very um I just enjoyed the music of it and that's really yeah. what I was there for and that's what I wanted but um at that time I was in a definitely much different mental place and obviously with the fame from the show it made it had like its bad effects as well but that's a very extreme thing to do you know like yeah i I mean that show is huge anyway Mm -hmm. and you go from and and bless you you had so much other stuff going on you know the sleep deprivation where you know that (laughs) that the flying back and forth all all of that stress on top of it but the stress of the show because it's like those yeah. initials, uh, those initial rounds when you're auditioning, and that's all very well. But then once it, the the show starts going prime time Saturday night, you know it, mm. you, it it's you get catapulted into everybody's yeah. living rooms. You suddenly yeah. everyone knows who you are. That's another stress. And like you said, mm. it, you're there to sing, you're there to enjoy yeah. the music, and be, but there's this added pressure and layer of yeah, of, because you now uh, have to become a thing, I guess. Exactly, like, exactly. So, you, so you came out of the X Factor, um, and you won, amazing, and yeah. you know it's that's a big deal. It's a massive deal. And I mean, we've we've now talked about this a lot about you mm. then wanting to find theatre um, c- coming out from that, which is which is great and and, and kind of unusual because usually people, if they have done well in the X Factor or in a, a big show like that, that's their that's their music time. They want to go to their music. They want to go and do their albums. They want to go and produce their music. But you didn't. You yeah. wanted to take a bit of a, of a of a different journey. Why why was that? I think I would have done my album. Um, the reason why I don't have an album now is not because of me. Um, so like when you win the show, you have a, a record deal, and I, I had close to maybe sixty songs that I'd done. But by the time lockdown happened, um, Psycho no longer exists, and that means all the artists that were with Psycho no longer have record labels or record deals. But even so, like I am a I am a music person. Like I never grew up wanting to be like a pop star. 
and it's nothing about that and I'll still be releasing music but I I just feel like God places you sometimes where you need to be and mm-hmm. and I'm also very grateful and happy that I'm that I'm in a place now mentally that is mm-hmm. healthy for me because yeah. it wasn't a very good mental journey for me mm. and it it was affected by so many things and in the music industry I'll say this there's lots it's it's not just about how well you sing it's not just about talent and sometimes some things don't work for you for whatever reason and you just have to just understand it and go where you feel either more valued or where it just works mm. better for you mm. um but the music industry the recording industry is very different from X Factor the show yeah Yeah. And and my experience with my particular surrounding at the time is very different to what somebody else might have had, you know. So, I did go through the 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 point of thinking, is it because of how I look, is it where I come from where I don't get certain opportunities or, you know, why why would this happen to me and da 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 because like people tell me I'm the best vocalist to come from this and yada yada yada, but in my real life and in what's happening that's not really how I'm feeling and that's not how I was really made to feel and and like the i remember having to go away to 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 rehab um for mental for my mental health mm-hmm. right before covid happened and it was just tough you know what i'm saying like i enjoyed going into studio and recording and doing that and mm-hmm. like it was good working with the label at that time as well but it was just pressures of being this product and just feeling like you weren't valuable enough mm-hmm. like and just seeing how i just felt like i was working very hard and i didn't see where i would have been given the same value or anything like i just was unsure of what the industry thought of me and how i was made how i felt i felt like i was not marketable i felt like um i had self esteem issues really bad and and a lot of things were happening back home as well you know because of my sexuality where i was getting death threats i felt um i felt like i was alienated by my entire country like one minute they were praising me because i was the first person to do this in jamaica's history and um you know like i made my i now made with my appearance on the show i made people even those cruise ship people you're going to look and see that a Jamaican performer can be an amazing vocalist and we're not just all Bob Marley's waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, I, but I, at the ed- other end of that, I was getting extremely um, abused online, cyberbullying. And to the point where I went back home, I had to have a security detail and they had to hide me in the airport because of how many death threats I got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my government didn't really do much in the sense. I feel like I was kind of... Um, even when a member of parliament came to see me at the finals they were almost trying to kind of talk me into silence about my sexuality and what i felt about the homophobia that i felt because as a jamaican you're not supposed to speak up about homophobia because you're labeled as anti-jamaican you know what i'm saying because it was really tough and at the time also i was going through a very public thing with my mom because she was a different person then and now she's like saved and stuff so it was very tough and also like even here like i remember the press would write stuff that was untrue that was like microaggressive like oh jamaican kicked out of the uk or they were very mean you know and that wasn't true and i think that affected my how i felt here and 
even just being on the show, there were people that said, oh, he needs to go back to his country, yada, yada, yada. So I went in not feeling the best, but I was like, I didn't even fucking want this thing. I just wanted to sing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit, I should have covered my face like Sia. I should have done something like Sia, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, was like, you, I remember you saying that first day of rehearsals <laughs> that you thought you wanted yeah. to do. Well, you know what? I think we obviously met um, a couple of weeks ago um, yeah. doing a little mini movie musical, which was yeah. a lot of fun. And you, I think I think the, the musical world have got something coming because... You're gonna oh. do some damage, Dalton. You're gonna you're gonna do some damage, okay. and it's gonna be amazing. Because we did have a, a an incredible experience. It was something new yeah. for you to go to to kind of venture into musical theatre, and for that to be the first thing that you did. We had a very short period of time to learn a lot of music. It was very intense. It was very difficult, and you just blew my mind on a daily oh, basis. You it's, blew my mind it, on a daily basis, Carrie. <laughs> and it was a joy. It really is a joy. And I, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait for people to see what you've got to give. And I think, you know, I think oh. the musical theatre world is going to just enjoy having you in it because it's, it's going to oh. be great. It's, and you've got lots of opportunities coming up, which is amazing. <laughs> and I can't wait to see. Um, uh, oh, talk to me. Uh, ah, so I ask, I ask people um, what's, what's been their, what's been their highlight? What's been their highlight throughout their their career so far i mean you've you've had mm. some massive highs but yeah. what's been what's been your your favorite moment so far I, I think i have public highlights and personal highlights and i think like people always ask me that like um and and everybody expects to hear x factor yes it is because i think the x factor the show is something i'll always be grateful for they're great people um regardless of how i feel like it went when i transferred to the industry and like just knowing how to navigate a record deal and stuff like that as well and and just creating records and 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 learning how that whole process works um my highlight of my career is definitely um winning the x factor because that was very big for me because i never even dreamt that i'd win um and i still if i if i don't really spend time to think back on it but i think to be honest, like the highlight of my career now was walking in that room in Closer Than Ever because I really needed that. And I think it was such a it was such a tough week for me as well. <laughs> like like and but, you know, sometimes mentally you just got to put certain things and just go in and try to give it all because I've wanted to just feeling like I have a new um, a new shot, like a new start, like just starting from from i i i'm so happy that i feel like i'm starting over and the work that's needed in musical theater is so much more disciplined and 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 it's way more intricate than just making records i can make a record about anything i want and sound any way i want and do mm -hmm. but like the discipline that is behind theater and that's why i've always loved and respected it so much and that's what made me so i always feel like Theater is what made me the kind of singer that I am because it made my voice be able to do not just this thing. And like, you know, there are great male vocalists, but I very seldom find male vocalists that I respect just as highly as I do female vocalists. And I think the reason why I do that is because like I always find myself enjoying just the level that I maybe I'm biased, the level that just their vocal um delivery and i think i've always modeled myself after that so 
people think, oh, he has a great range and great control. Yes, women. Um, <laughs> you know, but it was, it, I think, closer than ever is, is definitely a highlight for me. Also, another highlight in my career is crucious because he taught me discipline. Um, it wasn't easy, but I loved it. Like, yeah, I think those three would be like career highlights for me personally. Like publicly, obviously X Factor, and like even back home, I went and headlined um a festival there called Reggae Sumfest. And when I was announced, you know, there was so many people backlash because they're like, "Oh, if he comes here, we're gonna like stone him on stage because no no gay person is gonna come here." And I went right on that stage and sang my songs. Are you going to listen? Wow, <laughs> you know, wow, that's um, brave. That's a brave yeah. thing to do. It is, and also becoming like an advocate for LGBTQIA rights and and visibility in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. because this is something that like it's almost like when people bully you about something, it automatically becomes your prison. The longer you like either hide or let it hurt you. So I think me coming out as a pansexual man kind of took that power back, and 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 not being afraid of people trying to put you in this box or trying to attack you because of your identity when it doesn't hurt anyone and you know that's why I feel like I'm always trying to like I mean I'm not perfect because I'll cuss you out if you if you if you if you um but it's it's, it's like I, I I believe very heavily in like equality whether it's sexism homophobia racism um you know I just I I I'm an advocate for all those things because I've seen and experienced how it hurt people. Yeah. Um so I think that's kind of also one of my biggest highlights as well. It's great. It's great cuz you know you have yeah. you have such a a platform and a voice now and it's and it's mm-hmm. brave of you and really brilliant of you that you're going to yeah. use that to help other people mm-hmm. that that don't have that voice don't have that platform yeah. so that it's it's brilliant what's been what's been the toughest moment career-wise I mean I you know you've had family stuff early mm. on I mean that blows my mind and again I'd need another five hours to talk to you about mm. that but the career-wise what's been the toughest moment I think the year, my year after X Factor was my toughest career moment. Um, yeah, because I think that's where I had the most self-doubt. And it was just mental agony, I think, for me personally. Um, because it was, it, was, it was a lot to take in at the time, like in the middle of migration. And, you know, you, you, you have this record deal now and you become like, I think the toughest time in my life was in my career as well is also I think during lockdown because that's my last suicide attempt and even though it was like my my like it was my lowest and hardest because it was I wanted I, I hated music I hated my life I hated everything and I feel like at that point I kind of was like yeah I'm fucked you know um I just couldn't I couldn't sing I couldn't think of a lyric. I, I, it's almost like you know you can sing, and if you woke up one day and you tried to go for something, and you literally can't do it. Mm. That's how I felt, and it was very hard working back from that. Um, and I think, like the end of last year into the the start of it, I was like, okay, time to get up now, and I've just been preparing myself to be ready to go again. And I think mm. that's why closer than ever is such a big deal because I feel like. For me, that's me just getting back in and saying, okay, right. Now you're where you wanted to be. 
let's see what happens and just apply myself and it was very also like i know she doesn't want to talk about these people but i feel like seeing you how you came into the room and you are an amazing performer like you, when you act and i was saying this to leah i was like when she acts it's not her like kerry walks in the room and then when it's time to go she becomes you are so good and i think seeing that was like reassuring to me because i was like listen Look how she's what, and I feel like I've 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 picked up on things that I will always bring with me. The next time I go into like a production or like my next gig, I'm gonna take those things that I learned. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's confidence that's an issue, but like it's not confidence in the way that you're taught. Like confidence is not oh I'm better than everybody. It's like I deserve to be in this room and I'm good at what I do, and you are really good. <laughs> I feel like I feel that like, I feel that like, I feel that like, when I'm when I'm beside I'm like okay she's gonna win the Oscar but I could get best supporting you know what I'm saying oh, so shush. it's like oh, <laughs> so I'm like, so oh, I'm like come on but but I think it's been yeah it's been like that journey to coming back as well and also understanding and realizing that I'm so grateful for the platform that I've had and from the show but I'm not an X Factor winner and I don't want to be that. You know, I'm a performer and I'm a singer that would love to get an equal opportunity in the industry, and I'm prepared to work my ass off. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm and and putting what I need to get what I deserve. And I think one of the most refreshing things as well is for me, with everything upcoming, I have to audition for it. I have to. There's no nepotism or anything that nobody's treating me special, um, because special treatment is not true. It's almost like it's borrowed time because I've had many people around me that told me I was so great and so this. And the minute when things were bad none of them were there you know i was by myself facing death and not one single person came to help me you know and and everybody had always have the biggest hyperboles and all these things but when you really really need them and it matters you realize they're not your people so i think mm-hmm. i've just been taking that time to formulate my own surrounding and i'm happy you know what i'm saying like i want to be a happy person as well mm-hmm. like i don't want to deal with the pressure of Oh, you're popular. You should live this way, or say this, or speak this way, or look this way. No, mm-hmm. you know I'm a human being that's different. That do this thing called music, and it's not just what I do for a living. It's what music is the only constant thing that's in my life. You know what I'm saying? So I respect it more than any check and any 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 role or any you know facade that I may be required to have. And it's not who I am, like you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. And um, I'll definitely be. I'll be walking into rooms like with the, with the. I feel like it's your look, and also what you do with your eyes. I know I'm cutting off, but like you know when like when you're performing, you always feel like you don't know what to do with your hands. You just make <laughs> yours look so natural and good, like you know exactly how to do with your hands and your fingers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> oh, it's true and. Yeah, you 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 are very talented, Kerry. You are really, really, really talented. You're very kind, yeah, I'm, but I'm, 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 I stalk your stuff online. So you're very talented. <laughs> you are really um, good. So what if you, you? That's very kind of you, and and that's uh, very very kind of, and thank you. Um. So what what if what would be if you could do anything? What would be the what would be the next thing? If you if you could just go right, I'm going to do that. What would be what would it be? I'd love to be on Broadway and I'd also love to, you know, actually in my, my dream role, I'd love to sing, um, you know, the color purple. I'd love to mm. sing. I'm, I'm here with Cynthia Erivo. 
because mm-hmm. I've always been like such a huge fan of hers. Um, but I think what I want to do is like, ask, to... ask her. I'm sure she I will. message her every day. One day she's going <laughs> to see those um, DMs. <laughs> um, We're putting it out there now. <laughs> putting it in the universe, yes. Um, I'm working on my film now, and I think I'll, we're probably going to release that next year. But I think I want to continue to, um, I want to I wanna be a part of like music. Like I want to go into theater. I want to also release music. Um mm-hmm. Um, because I have a lot of music that I'm excited to to release, but it's like I'm a performing artist, so it's like I'm this lockdown and stuff. I'm not gonna just put my music out because I don't have like I'm independent. I don't have a label, like I don't have that money to go spend on videos and then not be able to even perform my music and capitalize off whatever happens. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. Um, I'd love to be in films, if you know, eventually like musical films. Um. I want to tour, um, mm. do musical tours. I want to, I want to, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to make records and just be an all around performer. And um, nice. that's, that's what theater is. And a lot of people always see theater as, oh, you go there and you sing opera. No, theater is the arts, you know, the arts. Mm. It's, it encompasses everything that's creative. And I've always felt like that's why I could never really put myself in a box. Because even when I was in Jamaica, I'd write reggae songs and dance hall songs, but I always felt limited. In the sense where I was like, okay, it's good, but I know there's this other thing that I'd like to do with my voice, but how do I get that? Because, you know, yeah. back in Jamaica, like when men sing the way I do, they're kind of like overlooked, like, you know, unless you go make it big like me where people start, saying, oh my God, it's great. You know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe when you die, you become like something great, like Bob Marley. But, mm-hmm. it, it, and then I did X Factor and that's pop and stuff, but it's also not all I want to do, you know, like, you know, mm. I want to do so many things and it's I'm good. just hoping that I'll be lucky enough to do most of those things. I'm sure you yeah. will. I think, you and know, I want to be a daddy. Yeah. All those yeah. things. You've got it all to come, Don. Yeah. And you've got time and it's all going to come. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm just going to enjoy watching what happens because you're a dream and oh. you know, that voice, I mean, wow. We'll be right back with Dalton in just a moment, but I can't let him leave without asking him my final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back on your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give yourself, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? Oh, I've never been asked that before. <laughs> if I could <laughs> love yourself, yourself earlier, love, love yourself earlier because it will save you. Um, if you love yourself early, you could save yourself a lot of pain and you could have saved, you know, just love yourself early. You don't wait on anybody else to do it and you'll be good. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You're a yeah. dream. Thank you yeah. so much for being here and, you know, chatting and being so open and honest. I know that people yeah. are going to yeah. love listening to your story and it's going to give people oh. a lot of insight and hope and, and support. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I adore you. And I'll see you soon. Well, that's it for another episode. Thank you so much, Dalton. Wow, what an amazing journey you've had. And I just wish you all the love and luck in the world. You're an amazing human being. And I just hope that everybody gets to hear that magical voice of yours because it's a real special treat. Thank you to my lovely producer, Martin. As always, you're a dream. And of course, thank you to you, the listeners. 
I wouldn't be here without you. I really wouldn't. And I love that you're still enjoying the episodes. We've got about three or four left, I think, of this season. Um, but tell me if you want if you want me to carry on. If you want to hear season five, then just tell me and I will get on that right away. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I have been in the Isle of Wight proms this week, which was a lot of fun with the lovely Ollie Thompson. It was, we just had a ball. Everybody was singing and waving their flags. It was, it was great fun. But there are lots of uh, live shows coming up that I will tell you all about very soon. But have a wonderful week and uh, don't forget to keep calm and carry on.